pre-proportioned is the easiest edit ever. That <laughs> didn't surprise me that time. I was ready. You're dialed in. Ready to rock. Here we go. Here we Brothers, went. sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we are bro- broadcasting, broadcasting. That part's true also. From Show Creator Studio South in Las Vegas. This week, it's the first week of school, so Penn is back at school. He bought his school supplies. Supplies! Supplies! He's got his little apple for his teacher. And here he is, preaching the love, Penn Gillette. Yeah, first day, uh, we tried to be respectful of our children yeah. and just had them do whatever they wanted. They didn't have to come to dinner for the, yeah. you know, before they go to school. Now they're back the at school. Before the school, they yeah, do, yeah. do whatever. Yeah. Well, no, they had to go to sleep early last night, but the week before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Mox is a senior. Oh. How's that possible? Oh, that's crazy. So This year, it begins for me. What's that? This is the first year my kids couldn't give a shit when they left for their first day. Like, we got to walk them to school. And, you know, the first day we're let, in grade school, we're allowed to walk them up. Mm-hmm. It's been a very emotional affair for all of us mm-hmm. until this year. This year, the kids were like, great. Yeah. I'll see ya. Yeah, see you. Bye-bye. Adios. And they've already started saying things you didn't teach them. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, they're going to learn stuff that doesn't have to do with me. That's good. That's fine. Yeah. David Johnson listened to the Reason interview, which we have not played yet. No. Uh, but we will play it. Uh, yeah. And uh, But it's other places now. And I talked about people saying, can I get a selfie with you? And then handing the camera to someone. Yes. And he said that I can feel better because if you just spell selfie, C-E-L-L-F-I-E, it's all okay. There you go. Does that help you? Not really. <laughs> I try to, try to pretend. Uh, Australians said several restaurants were open late in Sydney. Yeah. They said nothing about Melbourne or Brisbane. Right. And uh, those are mostly pubs. Right, which you do not want to. I want to go to a pub. I mean, I'll tell you, when I was not a vegan yeah, and I ate, um, I think that one of the best things I've ever had mm-hmm. is a pub sandwich of cheddar and pickle. Oh. Those cheddar and pickle, they, they're like relish. Mm-hmm. It's like a special kind of relish. They put on a cheddar cheese uh, sandwich or plowman's lunch in a pub. That was pretty good. Yeah. But late night in the pub, less so for me. I don't know. Maybe, I don't think so. Maybe it's just prejudice. I don't know. And I also finally, since uh, since July 4th, I've lost uh, 22 pounds. Okay. Because I ate nothing but um, French fries. French in, fries while you were in, 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 Australia. in Australia. So I, I'm actually down below when I left for Australia. Oh, good. I put on like five pounds in Australia and then took off 22. So that's good. And yeah. I'm still heading down. I'm going to go down. This time I'm going to go down to 110. That's All my, right. That's my goal. So uh, we'll see if I get there. What do you got going up? You did a bucket show. You had your partner come out. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, uh, we, we used to offer this uh, thing on our Ice Cream Social podcast. We call the Jock versus Nerd Day. We hang out with both Paul and I and our audio guy. It was a Patreon reward. Mm-hmm. Well, then Paul moved to Pittsburgh. So we had to really up that price. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure enough, so, uh, four people chipped in, took us up on it, and we flew Paul out. And we hung out with listeners for a podcast recording. And obviously with Paul in town, we're going to do a bucket show so we get to do improv together. Sure, sure. And so uh, we threw it together d- downtown, the Majestic Rep, great theater down there. Have you been? I don't think so. 
It's right on, uh, I think it's on Main Street. I think it's, it's right downtown. Yeah. Howard downtown. It's a good little spot. It's not where I saw you do a bucket show before. No, no, no. Different theater. That theater hates us now. Why is that? No, I don't know. I don't know what happened. No, everyone we knew is no longer there. I see. So we, we know Troy Hurd, who owns Majestic Rep, so we hit him up or whatever. You know, if we were there, it's mostly podcast listeners hanging out. And then to get intro to our audio guy, Jacob comes out and he does a big intro for us. And it occurred to me, I was sitting backstage right before I was brought out on stage. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're a nostalgia act. That's what's happening. This is just like the local DJ being like, you remember these guys? You love them. Come on, give it up. Just old fans just coming out for the old one time sake kind of thing. And I was like, Paul and I are old enough that I think I think our two-person improv shows a nostalgia act now. It just happens every so often. A few people come out for the old days. Were you doing uh, jokes about Hillary Clinton? A lot of old <laughs> Hillary Clinton stuff. I'll do the Hillary Clinton bits. <laughs> Can you believe I just got a letter from the AARP? <laughs> and uh, also, we did a ten o'clock showtime because we had to go on after one of their one of their real shows. And um, I am getting older. <laughs> I was like, what? By the time the end of the show's coming, I was like, man, I'm I'm ready to wrap this up. I'm, <laughs> I'm well, soon fun. there'll be the early bird improv shows yeah. at five o'clock <laughs> and include a muffin. I'm not that day's that sounds great. That day sounds sooner than I think. <laughs> uh same with all same with people who want to come out. They're like, How do we get a ticket? And you're like, It's the bucket show, you just show up or whatever. And people our age are uncomfortable with that notion. That's not exciting. That was exciting when we started it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I can't reserve a seat. I don't know where I'm sitting. Did you have a, did you have a good size crowd? We did. Yeah, good, good, good amount of people. And were you out. funny? Yes, I was. I was certainly funny at the beginning. I, I, I lost steam. <laughs> but I lost steam because I, it was also again in the summer, right? So we took our kids to the water park that day. It was the last weekend to go to a uh, water park. So I was at a water park all day. Yeah, and you're still okay with water parks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not triggering at all. Yeah. <laughs> When Sarah grabbed the child and put him in their arms and went down the slide, <laughs> no, you were like, oh, fine. No, okay, okay, no problem. I know, it's the thing, right? Like, I go to them, and I, even as a kid, I went back to them uh, after, for any new listeners, I lost my mother at a water park at five. Um, by lost, I mean she died. I didn't mean to put it too, uh, too, too obtuse. But uh, anyhow. You're certainly, uh, no one could have given an, uh, uh, an update that quickly. <laughs> That was a recap that really, really covered it very well. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, <laughs> but the wife not thinking about the fact that I'm triggered will be like, as you go and you go, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine in my head. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm really going like, I'm not going to die today. My wife's not going to die today. We're going to be fine. <laughs> so I am doing that pep talk. So I guess I'm as fine as giving yourself that pep talk is. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, I had to do the reverse pep talk. Yeah. I walk around going, well, maybe I'll die today. <laughs> I won't have to worry about any of this shit. We went to Cowabunga Canyon. Where's that? It's, uh, I don't know, it's, like, it's literally like around the corner. <laughs> it's like over on Durango. Oh, I see. And it's, uh, that, that's from the Ninja Turtles, right? Cowabunga? Maybe. I guess so. Or no, no, no. It's not, it's not affiliated with the Ninja Turtles. Just, just the regular surfer talk. I guess, or whatever. I thought Cowabunga came from that Surfer Talk before. I think it was Surfer Talk before the Ninja Turtles. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my kids wanted to go on the, you grab like a mat, and it's a big wavy downhill slide, mm -hmm. and, you, and you try to race down or whatever. And they, I got on my mat, and then I, I went to go down, and suddenly my elbows hit the side. I got raspberries on my elbows on the side of the slide. So I tucked the elbows in, 
Yeah. So now the elbows are underneath me on the mat mm-hmm. on a downhill slide. And it creates this like um, Superman cape flapping effect mm-hmm. right against my testicles the entire ride. <laughs> just right. I was just, I was just rapid fire spanking my own nuts as I raced my kids down. So you uh, chose uh, nut spanking <laughs> over um, <laughs> so elbow elbows. raspberries. <laughs> yeah, 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 Me yeah. too. I would too. <laughs> because it's possible that there can be some pleasure with, uh, with nut slapping. That you do not, there's no yeah. possibility of pleasure on elbows, yeah. I don't think. And I was just yelling my safe word the entire someone, time. Someone, <laughs> would, someone will now write in and tell that they get sexual pleasure from elbow. From hurting their elbows. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that'll be, uh, that's a very special person I want to meet. <laughs> they have a quote unquote wave pool there. Mm-hmm. It is like the size of this studio. There's not a surfboard near it because it would lower that pool's self-esteem. <laughs> Should you actually try to hold up something you want to arrive? It is a wake pool, I guess, or something. But I guess no kids die. A lot of that a way. lot of Irish people. <laughs> as, a, as a kid growing up in Jersey near Action Park, I understood what real danger was with a wake pool. <laughs> I guess they've learned all their lessons from that, and so it's really just a, a tip of the cap to the uh, to the original wave pool or whatever. I never went to a uh, water park as a child. I don't think water parks existed when I was a child. Well, probably only at like giant places. Um, like no, I don't even think of giant places. No, no. Uh, I mean, we had the Greenfield Swimming Pool, which was a river. <laughs> it was. It was a river, and you you know they had a, they put a little dam in, and the river went up to you know eight feet deep, and that they made like little pools, and they had that was a swimming pool. Really? Yep. So I swam in a. I went to a swimming hole. I mean, I. That's exactly what you. I remember the first time. Yeah. When I first started hanging out with Teller. Yeah. Okay? Teller was from Center City, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know where Rocky runs up the art museum steps? Yes. You can see the house that Teller grew up in from there. Oh, really? That's how inner city, Center City Teller was. Yeah. It's called Center City, Philadelphia. It's from there, Cherry Street, right off the art museum. That's where Teller grew up. Teller uh, was a city. Boy, he's a he's a he's an urbanite, as urbanite as you can get. Took, took buses and subways to school. Yeah, you know I mean that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. took buses to school. Uh, knew the bus system. Uh, did all that. Went to the you know library, big city stuff. Uh, you know, ran spotlight on the Fantastics. You know, oh wow, that kind of stuff. Saw saw theater, saw art, art museum, all that stuff. Dad was a painter. You know, he's a city city kid. So when I first met Teller, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. And we would be talking like we're talking. Yeah. And I would tell stories to Teller that I didn't realize what they sounded like. Yeah. I would say to him, you know, the swimming hole where I was at night, we'd go fish in Hornpout and I was good. <laughs> I'm, I'm setting up a story. And the setup's all he needs. And Teller goes, what did you just say? I saw well, the swimming hole at night, you could fish Hornpout. And tell her, you're not even speaking English. What are you talking, swimming hole? I said, well, they dammed up the river. You swam in a river? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the Y. Oh, okay. But um, you'd have horn pout. What the fuck are horn pout? <laughs> tell her, going, what do you mean horn pout? What is the word horn pout? I said, well, I don't, I don't know what other word you'd have for them. It's, it's horn pout. It's like asking, what's the other word for dog? <laughs> I mean, I hound, I don't know, horn, fish. He goes, horn powder fish. I go, yeah. Now, do you know what horn powder? No. Do you know Ready Rich? We've done horn powder 
early, early on before Matt okay. was here. Okay. Uh, horn pout are a kind of catfish mm-hmm. that have spikes on them. A spiky catfish. Spiky catfish okay. called horn pout. A rather ugly face. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no offense to the horn pout listeners. Yeah, yeah. Even for catfish. Even for catfish. <laughs> They're an ugly catfish. There you go. Pretty remarkable. Tall basketball player. <laughs> um, but uh, I would go to the swimming hole. Huh. And there were there were two diving boards and, and, at Second Beach. They, they called them First Beach, Second Beach, Third Beach. They were just wide parts in the river. Yes, yeah. That's so. So the water would continue to flow around them, or did you? What dam- are you talking about? That's what I'm asking. Does the river stop flowing, or does the river no, still flow? The river flows over the top of the dam, okay, but it makes the water time. deeper for those yeah, yeah. three beaches. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's okay. how water seeks its own level, schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, by the way, it's the title of this show. Water <laughs> seeks its own level, schmuck. Um, you know, they put a dam. Yeah. In the Green River, mm-hmm. called, you know, not imaginatively named. Yeah, damn one. Yeah, damn, yeah. they would get get a deep damn enough. Damn it, damn you, damn. And then First Beach damn. was the deepest. Okay. Second Beach was the second deepest. Uh-huh. Third deep, it's furthest away from the dam. Uh-huh. And they had swing sets. It was, and a little um, shack where they sold concessions. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, you know, it was not just a swimming hole. That was up at the pumping station. We had a real swimming hole where people went to swim naked. Ah. And there was a covered bridge there. I mean, you can't get more rustic You're not- than swimming at the pumping station <laughs> at the covered bridge. I can't get this to take place in present day in my brain. <laughs> yeah, there's still a covered bridge there. Yeah. I mean, New England is still New England. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just have, picture Norman Rockwell yeah. with fentanyl. And that's, <laughs> that's New England now. That's New England now. It's still, it's still like that. Uh, it's romantic. It sounds beautiful to me. It, it, I'll tell you, when I used to go, when my mom and dad were still alive, and I'd go back up there, you know, in yeah. the late 90s and mid-90s, uh, I was playing on Broadway, and then I would drive up after a show and spend a day in Greenfield in the summer. Was, oh, that's could, nice. could not have been better. Yeah. You know, and uh, I remember some of my happiest, I had a bicycle that I kept there and I'd ride around Greenfield and I would then go and pick up my mom. My mom, uh, toward the end of her life, my mom could not believe what had happened with coffee. Oh, right. And I would go, uh, I would ride my bike, you know, I was, whenever I was, you know, in my 40s. And I would ride my bike down to the fancy coffee place. And then I would carry two coffees back while riding my bike. Oh, wow. One for me and one for my mom. And I would get her like a cappuccino or a mocha cappuccino. Yeah. I would bring it home. And my mother would be, this, how much did this cost? (laughs) And I would say, you know, four dollars. Four dollars for a coffee, and what is this? There's foam in it, and there's there's all there's there's a sweetness in it. I mean, there was a whole yeah. new world. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I, I, there was a guy, there was a in Red Bank, New Jersey. There was a little hot dog truck near the uh, train station, mm-hmm. and it sold uh, in the mornings a cup of coffee and a butter roll, dollar one dollar for both. Still, when I was a kid, so. Coffee, I remember, it was fifty cents. For uh, still, I still remembered fifty cents, and it was always like a dollar at Seven Eleven mm-hmm. until Starbucks came to town. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I got two iced coffees this morning before I came here. 
Sixteen dollars we paid. Two 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 ice coffee. Two ice coffee. Remarkable. Yeah. Put this on your um, being a nostalgia act. Yeah. Talking about how much coffee costs. Coffee guys, am I right? What are you getting miles to a gallon? That's <laughs> that's 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 the next step. That's that's the next step going in there. You know, uh, were there horn pound in your swimming lakes? Yes, that's where we were fishing. We'd fish at night. You fish for, uh, you don't know fucking anything. But I'm, you I wouldn't f- want to eat my toes while I was swimming in. The, you fish the day. for you fish for horn pound at night. Yeah, but in the same spot. The exact same spot, right off the diving board. You could gross. Fish. Yeah, there were fish living where you swim. No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when, sure. When I would swim underwater, oh. which I because I wanted to be an oceanographer when yeah. I was a child. Yeah. I put my face mask on so underwater. You were seeing nothing but fish in the Listen, pool. I grew up in Jersey during the 80s. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the reputation New Jersey had during the 80s on the shore. <laughs> medical waste and yeah. weird scum washing up. I'd still go back on that ocean before I swam around Hornpout. Really? <laughs> I don't want to eat my toes. They don't eat your toes. All right. No, they don't eat your toes. But you would bump into fish when you're swimming. Oh, that grosses me out so much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of thought it was refreshing. Also... You want to know, fucking cold. <laughs> you know, it would be yeah, yeah, yeah. 90 degrees out, yeah. and that pool would be absolute zero. <laughs> I mean, once you dove in, all motion would stop. The molecules did not move. <laughs> there were not even the 3K of background noise. Ugh. There was nothing. It was really cold. You like the swish, running. You're like you're some kind of fucking Cinderella with your little fish. Yeah, around here. yeah, yeah. And they would, be, they would perch on my shoulder like Snow White with the blue. <laughs> the little tiny, little tiny minnows. You wouldn't see the horn pout when you were swimming during the day. Yeah. So I think they bury themselves in the mud or something disgusting. Good, like they should. <laughs> in shame. <laughs> they wake up, they look in the mirror and go, oh God. And then they just back in. And then I'd say, you know, downriver was the piggery. And that also made Teller go, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, a guy would have his pigs yeah. alongside the stream. You definitely want that guy downstream of your swimming No, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, downstream. <laughs> the piggery was downstream. Yeah, you don't want that piggery upstream. That makes a very different swimming experience. And you could buy, uh, you know, fresh corn and tomatoes right from the farm, the, the Kaminsky's. Yeah. The little farm there. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Just, that does sound lovely. It was really, I still own the house up there, you know. I still, yeah. I, I, I've always had this thought that I would go there and like write a novel and live in the house that my parents had and stuff. I'll never do it because I'm going to die. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you For know. For most people, I doubt the novel part. So, uh, but you write novels. I do. So, as I wouldn't put it past you to write a novel anywhere. So, I guess you could write one there. Yeah. It's I'm, you taking the time to go there that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's hard. Actually, so you got one child, a senior. Yeah. You are getting to the age where they, if they're out of the house, you might spend time. You might actually carve out time for yourself. I'm going to do the fucking show. What no, I that part. But you, you, you go out there for days or a week or something. When? <laughs> I now doubt you'll ever go. You've reaffirmed you know, um, your position here. You know, uh, we are doing a tour of the UK, and it's called the, uh, it's called the First Farewell Tour. Oh, geez. That's the name of it. Because the uh, promoters, Teller and I were a little startled because uh, Glenn was talking. Glenn said, uh, we have the, the UK tour set up for 23. And he said, uh, it's a very good deal. And they're uh, going to put tickets on sale soon. And they're talking about the promoters over there want to do it as the, uh, you know, the final tour, the farewell tour of UK. 
That is jarring. That's a very jarring thing to hear. Very jarring. That's a fucked up thing to hear. Yeah. And I love that they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll call it the farewell tour. It'll be, it'll be gangbusters. Yeah. And Teller was like. Did Glenn think you, uh, did he understand the impact he was gonna, that was going to have? It's hard to say. He might have just been, you know. Like there's no good sl- way to say it. Slow playing. Right. He might have just been blowing it by. But um, it was, uh, Teller, Teller and I both kind of went, we, we won't, uh, we won't play the uk again like because when bands sometimes play farewell tour you're like they're gonna break up right like yeah, yeah. rem's farewell tour wasn't about them dying it was yeah. a, we're not gonna play together anymore yeah, yeah. it was not considered we were breaking up <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird day yeah. that's that's a that's a long quiet lunch so teller <laughs> teller said let's just call it make it a little funny call it the first farewell tour. oh this yeah very smart on his part so that's just also hilarious. It's just hilarious. Well, it's actually taken from a, uh, there's a, there's a course, an opera, a woman mm-hmm. that sang opera parody. Yeah. What was her name? There's no way to find that name, is there? But Teller mentions her a lot. Teller thought she was really wicked funny. Oh, yes. And she did her first, second, third farewell tours. I don't know her name. That's good. That means, that's just Teller knowing something's funny and keeping it keep it in the pocket that's nice yeah so uh, uh someone will uh what's her I, if, if someone said her name i'd recognize it just so, just so you know i didn't think for a second it was your last uk tour <laughs> just as a friend i just i just thought you're doing another uk tour yeah and you'll continue to do it because you guys are very popular over there anna russell anna russell how'd you find that that quickly google wow that's a new thing um <laughs> uh Anna Russell. Teller loves Anna Russell. Loves Anna Russell. Same yeah. place the chat found out Cowabunga comes from Howdy Doody. Oh, really? Yeah. Cowabunga comes from Howie Doody. Howie Doody? Howie, how are we doing? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Howdy Doody? Howdy Doody is how you doing, isn't it? Yes. Never realized that. Yeah. Ah. Cowabunga. We're learning a lot here. So Cowabunga went from Howdy Doody to Surfers to Turtles? Yep. When's when the horn pop going to get it? <laughs> uh, they're also called bullheads. Bullheads. Have you heard bullheads? What's well, the thing is I get, I get, people send me all kinds of stuff because saying I'm the mind noodler makes people think that I like noodling or that activity, which I, I don't at all. It seems like an unpleasant thing. Yeah. Getting a whole fish on your arm. <laughs> you aren't comfortable with fish, are you? Fish water. Here's the thing. So I grew up near a river. Kind of water snakes is what they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so I grew up near the ocean, but I also grew up near a river. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, Miralago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miralago. Uh, and, and my butler would take me, no. Um, <laughs> movies always show people like spontaneously like stripping down and jumping in the lake, and it's beautiful and it's fun. And every time I've gone in any other freshwater source, it is absolutely disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. And because like the river is like they, they um, what's it called? Excavate, uh, what's it called? Not bilge, not excavate. Uh, they dig out canals. For the boats. Okay. And so it's just, it's just silt and muck. It's not even that solid. So when, it, when I went in the river near my house, you would instantly go like up to your knees or thighs in gook. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to like swim to be above the gook until you get out to the actual dugout canal, uh, dugout area for the boats. That's where the best horn pout is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So whenever I'm near like mud instead of sand and like muck and that kind of stuff, 
It, but it, the ocean doesn't doesn't freak you out? Not at all. Ocean's got like jellyfish. And- yeah, but I don't care. Yeah. You had a man of war and a boogie board? That was your way of taking care of each other. <laughs> you get this giant jellyfish on a on a boogie board, like a like you're holding a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, like we loved I love body surfing. Like my father would hear Hurricane Offshore. I haven't even bro- I haven't breathed. <laughs> I don't know how to understand any of that. We would hear the words hurricane offshore and our eyes would all light up. It meant we were going to the beach because the waves were huge. And so we'd get in the car and go down to the beach. And if it was raining and no one else was even coming, we'd have the beach to ourselves. So we could body surf in the gigantic waves before the hurricane came. <laughs> but man of wars hurt you. Yeah. The nasty stings. I had uh, a very attractive model girlfriend, Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret model girlfriend, who I went to the Caribbean with, mm-hmm. and she got, in Florida, went to yeah. Florida with, and she got stung by a jellyfish, Yeah, and an old man on the beach pissed on her. <laughs> as, 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 uh, as first aid. He said, after. <laughs> and I said. That's a cure. <laughs> I said, did he have uh, ulterior motives? <laughs> and she said. Probably. <laughs> she wasn't bothered by it. I said, yeah. did it help though? She said, no, it hurt. Yeah. I think it's a myth. Uh, the, the myth is not the uh, ammonia helps with stings because that happens with uh, the Virgin Islands. Same thing happened with sea urchins. A guy, I know, stepped in a sea urchin and got a bunch of, you know, uh, the spines go right into the skin. Yeah. And we all uh, peed in this goggle case and dunked his foot in a goggle case. And while someone went to go get a get a truck so they could bring, get him up the, there to go to the uh, urgent care or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were waiting, everyone passing by, I made sure that they, I just look, that's a bunch of piss. I just tell everybody walking by. In his goggles? It was in a, like a case to hold like swimming goggles. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we had his foot in there and he was sitting there in pain and he was just laughing and I was keeping his mind occupied because as soon as someone wouldn't notice, I'd be like, hey, it's pissing that. <laughs> it's all pissed down there. Yeah. But let's get back to this man of war thing. Yeah, yeah. So man of wars are wicked dangerous. Yes, and they're hanging down all these tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You approach the man of war mm-hmm. with a boogie board. Yeah, yeah. Now, wouldn't his tentacles come out maybe towards you? The ones that came to Jersey Shore didn't have as like drastic a drifting a tentacle, and and knowing my upbringing, maybe they were a different kind of very dangerous jellyfish that we just called man of wars. Mm-hmm. But they were a bit you could tell because we we had clear jellyfish that were harmless. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see gigantic big ones that have big red and purple centers. And it was, it was crazy, you know, intimidating or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as another kid wanted to be like, hey, we should try to get it on a boogie board. You go, I'm scared, but yes, let's do that. And you've done this yourself. Mm-hmm. You didn't just watch people do it or no, hear no, about no. it. No, no. This is not friend of a friend. No, no. This, this is, is Matt. Friends. Me and friends. Matt Donnelly. Yeah. His actual hands. Yeah. His actual boogie board. Yeah. And you'd, you'd go on and, and just kind of gather yeah, it up. You would gather it towards the like shore. Like snot in a... Yes. Yeah, yeah, But it wouldn't get on the boogie board. You'd just be... Like, no, no, get on the boogie it. board. Eventually, you get it on the boogie board. And raise it out of the water. Yeah. And then it was just this gelatin. This big... Yeah, it's like you were holding like a like a jello mold or something. On your boogie on a, board. On a boogie board. Which, which has poisonous things hanging on mm-hmm. it. Because, yeah, because if they would get on you, they'd just go up and down your legs and sting repeatedly. So, so people would flip well, out. yeah. I mean, we had it coming. <laughs> Yeah, you can't blame them. Yeah, yeah. Gee, that's disgusting. So, <laughs> so you're comfortable with man o' wars. Yeah, but you're uncomfortable with minnows in fresh water that you're swimming. It feels like close. Like the ocean's gigantic, you know. So, like, if you see something you like over there, you don't want to swim next to you. Just you, you, you have, go away. You have a mental illness. 
<laughs> because swimming in the Green River yeah. is very, very safe. Yeah. Very safe. The swimming hole yeah. in Greenfield, Massachusetts is very safe. Yeah. It's not the evil ocean. I mean, I went to the ocean a couple times as a child, and my, my parents wouldn't let me near it. That's full of dangerous stuff. Yeah. There's Europeans in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pan, European, and we're all a pan in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it is weird. I remember I went to Hawaii years ago with friends, and they had unusual swells or whatever. It was creating gigantic waves on this beach that normally never got them. Mm -hmm. And I was like right in there and just loving it. And all my friends thought I was crazy. As of like these waves were just slamming me to the ground and stuff. But I had one experience it. with body surfing. Yeah. I was down in Florida. Yeah. And I was with uh, a friend of mine. And he said to me, uh, you know, Penn, you are the most tight ass person I know. <laughs> Everything you do is completely planned. Yeah. You're not spontaneous. And by the way, you know, everybody I've ever known has complained about that to mm -hmm. me. It's very hard to get me to do something that's not on my schedule. Drop everything and go. Yeah, just don't do that. And he, he was giving me this whole lecture on how I like punk rock. Yeah. And yet I was not spontaneous. There's nothing punk rock about me. I was very, very careful. What and was the harder conversation, this or the farewell tour in England? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you know, you should just go body surfing. I said, I don't know how to body surf. He said, just go in there and throw yourself in the water. Just let yourself go. Yeah. Let the waves take you. Really enjoy it. And I said, okay, I want to be like that. So I went out, I threw myself into the wave. It picked me up and rammed my face into the sand. <laughs> and I came up bleeding, bleeding and cut up and miserable. And I hit rocks and I hated it. That was the last time I was spontaneous. It's not Between a, this and your Jerry Camaro scuba story, mm. you and the beach are not friends. No, no, <laughs> no. And then I've gone scuba diving, but it's so proppy. Yeah, it so is. many. I'm props. with you on that. I don't. I'm not into that. Yeah, golfing too. Anything with big, a lot of big bags, got to lug around. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, golfing. I, you know, yeah. as you know, Emily loves it. Yeah, Emily lives for golf, but I, uh, I just don't understand the golf thing. No, no. You know? You've already done your farewell tour of golfing. I played one round of golf. <laughs> that was fine. Yeah. I bet you were good. Like as a, from a natural talent, I bet you have it. They were, uh, they were, uh, the people I was with were impressed yeah. that I did very well on my first round of golf, but that could have been a technique to get me to do my second round of golf. <laughs> to hustle you. And also I have been into little putting greens yeah. with Emily and she's always amazed that I do better than she expected. But remember, we don't know what she expected, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that that makes a big that makes a, a big 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 difference. Do people eat horn pout? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Is it, is it like is it just catfish recipes? Is yeah. Fried breaded catfish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, we would go mostly trout fishing. Because Teller was struck by the name horn pout, but then I also thought that'd be the first thing he'd order if it was on a menu at a weird restaurant. <laughs> It would be. Teller tell her eats weird things. He likes, he like finds the weirdest things on a menu, right? Yeah. yeah. So he, he Teller will order tripe. That's, yeah. He will order it. <laughs> oh, how's the tripe tonight? <laughs> well, it's the inside of a cow's stomach, idiot. <laughs> I'll have that. Now, you'll eat anything too, won't you, Ready? Close to anything. Yeah. What don't you eat? Boy, you caught me. <laughs> uh, uh, bird's nest soup is, is miserable. Uh-huh. Is bird's nest soup actually bird's nest soup? Yes. Oh. oh, isn't that just bird shit soup? 
It's bird saliva. Bird saliva soup. No, thank you. Yeah. From a cave bird. Bird saliva soup from a cave bird. Yeah, there you go. What I would eat, you know, when I was not vegan, I would, yeah. I would eat many things. But, uh, you know, I, w- I would never have like haggis. Uh, Did you ever have haggis? Yes. Right? Did you really? Yes. Actual haggis? Yes. In, in, in Scotland or something? No, I've never been overseas, remember? Oh, that's because you got motion sickness. Yeah. Probably haggis sickness. Where'd you have haggis? I don't remember. I think it was Michigan. There's Michigan haggis? That's actually a Yiddish word, Michigan haggis. Uh, I had haggis. I had haggis. Haggis is a haggis? Haggis. 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 I call it haggis. Mm. I don't know. In Scotland. Uh, and the joke with the Scottish people is that it's like what um, what Americans eat to say they've been to Scotland or something mm. like that. It was fine. It was like a sausage or whatever. It was not, I expected it to be so different and gross. It wasn't like, I didn't love it, but I tried it at a fancy place in Scotland. Like how about blood pudding? Do you have blood pudding? Do you ever have that? Yes. Like that too? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm much happier now eating uh, just vegetables. Yeah. Your, your question was, uh, I would try anything, right? Yeah, Not yeah. that I would yeah. continue to eat something I didn't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to get into this at all, uh, the recent interview that went out? Oh, we get a little bit if you like. A little like, bit. Yeah. I'm laughing because Nick Gillespie is a classy gentleman. Mm-hmm. Classy man he included you me. You said he tagged you, yeah. And he tagged me in, in all of the tweets he did for the for the So you've been getting a lot of libertarian <laughs> grief? <laughs> a lot of libertarians. And anyone who was just mean to you, I blocked. Mm-hmm. Anyone who was like just speaking their mind, I I let I left alone. Well, they were mean to me as this idiot. Yeah. yeah. I miss fat pen was one of the weird ones that I was like, that's a weird one. Mm-hmm. This is this is gonna be hard to say. But if you guys were one of the people yelling on Twitter. I hate to inform you, you guys don't agree with each other. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. You also don't agree with each other. I, I find it strange. The, it's, it's the hard, it's, by the way, Twitter is not, uh, nit, nitpicking bullshit is, it just, then the topic just happens to be your libertarianism. The, that topic changes and it's the same thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter doesn't change. Nitpicky, uh, bullshitty experts, right? Mm-hmm. But I find it strange that anyone would, would think that your libertarianism or lack of libertarianism is less thought out than anything else in your life. That's what I think is weird. Yeah, well, you know, I I think I made it pretty clear yeah. in that interview that um, uh, the stuff that I felt strongly about libertarianism kind of hasn't changed. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing I led with when I was Fat Pen yeah. and I was on these shows, what I would lead with was I want to in every situation ask is there a way to solve this with more freedom right and sometime the answer will be no yeah and when you have a plague going on sometimes that answer is no and if i were talking to fat pen i do not think there would be a huge acrimonious uh, discussion right i think i would say what about this situation with regulation and um and I think Fat Pen would say, I bet we can do that without regulation. And I would say, we kind of, I'm not sure we can. Right. And I think that's where it would end. Yeah. Because both sides were not sure. But yeah. I mean, I don't think you can ever find a place where I said, if you take away all gun control and everybody has guns, there'll be less violence. Yeah. A few times I said, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. And... uh 
Also, I still say there isn't that much gun violence. Right. Too much, but still not a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and then, it's, yeah. I mean, and then you get that thing of like, anytime a, c- a celebrity speaks their mind, there's somebody who says celebrities shouldn't speak their mind. Yeah. And I always think that's funny in this modern era because we all now have platforms. If we all have social media, we all have platforms, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now I have, you know, yeah. 7,000 Twitter followers. No one says, shut up and do stuff because I'm not famous enough. I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> if you're willing to call me a celebrity, yeah. I'm willing to shut up. <laughs> I'll make that deal with you right now. If you actually say I'm a celebrity, which yeah. I doubt, but if you're willing to go that all the way, yeah. I'm happy to shut up. <laughs> if you'll actually guarantee me celebrity status, I will shut up. Yeah. Is that an okay deal? That's a good, that's an okay deal. I, 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 there was a time when part of my job was to go on television and make jokes and also give some political things that I'd given some thought to. Yeah, yeah. And I did do the reading and I did consider stuff and I did talk to people and I did prepare for those appearances. I would go first for the joke and also try to tell the truth. Yeah. And I went on Glenn Beck. I went on CNN. I went on MSNBC. I went on Fox. Mm-hmm. Greg Gutfeld. Yeah. Still a friend of mine. We still write back and forth. We still have a good time. I still respect him. Yeah. I still think he has a lot of, a lot of good points. Uh, now, once TV turned, once Trump changed to that, yeah. so people didn't really have discussions anymore. And there wasn't any room for jokes, right? I mean, I obviously Bill Maher still found a niche, and uh, yeah, but it's it's, it's a different political the, time. Yeah, where politics is, was considered a topic of discussion, not life as we know it. Yeah. right now everything political is considered just life as we know it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I no longer was invited on those shows. Right. Uh, I I'm not going to try to bullshit this and say I no longer wanted to go on them, and I also wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. And I got used to not being on and enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, and... Uh, That's a different thing. It is a different but thing. But I'm really happy to not be on those shows now. Yeah. But it wasn't my choice. Th- those can both be true. They can both be true, but also, what can also be true is you can uh, not have bullshit renewed after eight seasons mm-hmm. and then start doing nine seasons of Penn and Teller Fool Us, mm-hmm. and that creates a different perception of you yeah. on television. Yep, yep, very much so. And I think... Uh, wouldn't they find it creepy if um, if the fat pen point of view had not changed with more information coming in? I mean, isn't that even creepier? If you met someone who uh, agreed with everything they said five years ago, isn't that just weird? I don't. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's weird. And yet, we're holding people accountable for things they've said 10 years ago, even if they have changed. Yeah. People have to apologize for things that they've, when they've clearly changed, just because the documentation of it still exists. So it's it's a weird time. We're still, like, whatever, this is a decade, what? This, we're just entering the fourth decade of us having widespread internet? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we're in a weird age where we're still not processing what it means. And to it's have. also what we do with politics. Yeah. Is we, uh, we reward people yeah. who are consistent as opposed to people who learn. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that's not what you want. 
You know, it's also this whole block thing of winning, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats, but Republicans more so. And uh, and, 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 and online argument culture. Yeah. You know. How can they, how can every single Republican agree completely not to vote for something? Yes. I mean, why wouldn't there be, if you actually had people thinking hard about every situation, they'd be crossing party lines all the time. Well, that was like the, whatever bill that reaffirmed the right to uh, gay marriage. Mm -hmm. That was like newsworthy that it wasn't just an identity split. Yeah. That it was like, oh, different people actually voted different ways. Yeah. Holy shit. Tell the world. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was newsworthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. None, none of it seems like about, um, you know, whatever, this grand experiment of a democracy, you know, aging and how, how do we figure out how we want that to be for all citizens does not seem to be the way we're As long as you have Wyoming and California, we do not have a doc, uh, democracy. <laughs> as long as both Wyoming and California get two senators, things are insane. Well, that's that was what was so refreshing about the Kansas thing. Where they wanted to adjust their constitution mm -hmm. for to allow pr protection of women's rights, that kind of a thing. Yeah, they wanted to change their constitution to not allow right. protection of women's rights. Yeah, good clarification. <laughs> That's why you went on those shows, and I never had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was so refreshing to just have an issue go up, yeah. not not tied to a person. Yeah. And like, and that's like, wow, we really don't do that. <laughs> like, that's just a silly, like when you think about experimenting with democracy and people's votes, stuff like that, you actually, I think, I think mentally, I think you do think you just vote on an issue and not on a person. Yeah, yeah. And yet all we ever do is try to keep it underneath people and just vote for people. But now that people who deny that Biden won the election yeah. are going to be in charge of counting the next election, <laughs> we are now, we've gone, we have actually gone through the looking glass. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think we totally have. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's over. I mean, there's no reason to talk about politics. I think it's over. Yeah. I think that um, that they have won. I mean, even without Trump and everything else, it, how, how do they not win from now on? Yeah. Hey, I've got an idea. I'll count the votes. And last time we counted the votes fairly, I wanted to go against it. <laughs> now I'll be in charge of voting next time. So you've got, you know, 10 people sitting around, <laughs> one person counts the votes. He said six were in favor, yeah. four were against. Yeah. One guy in that group says, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You didn't count. You go, look at, look at them. They're laid out. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It went the other way. No, you, you can, we can count the bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Next time that guy's in charge and he's going to count. Isn't that just nah, nah, hey, hey, kiss him goodbye? Yeah. How do you fix that? Yeah, I mean, I think you were a huge influence on me with always having faith in humanity and cooler heads prevailing, mm -hmm. right? And I think... One of the things I was wrong about. <laughs> I think the internet has changed that, right? Like, um, Brian, a uh, friend, friend of the show, Brian Brushwood, always brings oh, yeah. up that smoking in restaurants mm -hmm. really kind of mostly shook out in a libertarian way and less in a government way. Yeah. You know, that eventually just became actually people's preference to have a smoke-free yeah, restaurant. Yeah. And I said to him- And then the government chased it. The government yeah. pretended it was their idea. Yes. And I said, do you think that would happen today? Oh, yeah. And I was like, I bet people would host smoke-ins. I, I was part of one <laughs> with uh, with uh, Drew Carey. Oh, right. At Barney's Beanery in, uh, in LA. 
Think about that with the force of the internet and Twitter and all the kind of groups in charge now. Yeah. Although I, a world yeah. where we have smoking restaurants doesn't bother me at all. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's one of the cases where I'm, I'm totally still completely libertarian. Right. If you had a restaurant, you know, Barney's Beanery. Yeah. We allow smoking at all the tables. We also, yeah. We also live in Nevada where we actually do still have yeah. smoking eateries because of uh, slots and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, and then you just don't go there. Right. Ah, oh, boy, I hate people smoking while I'm eating. Oh, that's not the place to go. Yeah. It becomes exactly the same as, ah, oh, I don't want to be in a place that has ice cream. Well, don't go there. That's, <laughs> they have a sign up that says ice cream. Stay, <laughs> stay the fuck away from there. Oh, I yeah. just can't stand it if someone's eating a hot dog while I'm trying to eat my vegetables. Don't go to, don't go to Bill's hot dog stand. Stay yeah. away from there. They got signs up, pictures yeah. of hot dogs. They're going to be in there. <laughs> I mean, it's never going to be a surprise, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You mean Bob's Smoky Dive has smoking there? Yeah, they do. That's why yeah. it's called Bob's Smoky Dive. Yeah. It's actually, but yeah, there's a, there's a place right on the corner for me that is a smoky slot bar. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I have never been in it. No, why yeah. would you? Mm -hmm. But there's people that do go in. Yeah. That's, that's terrific. That kind of stuff seems uh, just like the way the world should be. I don't think, we, and obviously it ton of the regulation is completely bullshit and terrible. Right. And I was a person who did not believe this. I did not deny it, but I also didn't believe it. We now have human-caused global warming. Yeah. Uh, we have climate change. That's just true. And we are in big fucking trouble. Yeah. And can individuals do that? Well, they're doing a shitty job at it. Can the government do it? The government's doing a shitty job at it. We got to try whatever we can try. At least now uh, you're seeing is there, there are younger environmentalists who are pro-nuclear power. Good. Finally. About fucking time. So, I've been pro-nuclear power since the 70s. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like For it, environmental reasons. Yimba. Yes in my backyard is the actual, uh, Yimbi is the actual term that's used for advocates. Yeah. So yeah, put it in my backyard. Good. Please. Yeah. It's crazy because that would Yim work. Yimby? Yimby. Sorry. Yimby. Yeah. Yimby. See, again, that's why you go on the shows. Because <laughs> um, that would solve things, they say, fast. Like the actual global temperature issue. Sure seems like it would. Yeah. And they're wicked safe. Yeah. Wicked safe. Uh, that would be wonderful. If we all went nuclear, it solves everything. Yeah. Not everything. Uh, Rob Pike points out, uh, Fucker is so smart. Uh -oh. Crazy. <laughs> Rob Pike, who has been pro-nuclear for environmental reasons for a long time, yeah. said, I no longer am. Oh, no. And I said, why is that? He said, I don't, I no longer trust human infrastructure. Oh. He said, I think things could go south enough and bad enough that the safeguards that were in place in nuclear reactors would not be kept safe. And I went, oh, fuck me. He said, because you do have to have some vigilance. And he said, I believed in the continuity of government that would keep nuclear power safe. And he said, now, uh, I'm not sure we can do that, especially not the United States. Because, you know, uh, you can now say, you can now say that it is possible 
and I don't care what you want to say, half a percent chance, I don't care what it is, you can now say that it's possible that the next election for president will be the last one in the U.S. All right. It's possible. Because, I mean, down in Texas, that conservative thing, they got that douchebag from Hungary. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I didn't think, like, um, championing... It used to, used to be if you championed other dictators and that was the most no championing anybody in another country. Yeah, Sam Trudeau was okay in Canada. Yeah, made you anti-American. Yeah, anybody saying that anybody had a good idea in the other country that wasn't American was <laughs> the most non-conservative thing you could do. Yeah, now it's conservative to say dictators are okay. I just don't understand conservatives at all anymore. I don't either. It's, it's crazy. And I, we have to love the guy who said there's no pronouns of the Constitution. Oh. Did you hear about that? No. A guy who's, you know, coming out against wokeness. Yeah. So there's no pronouns in the Constitution. No pronouns in the Declaration of Independence. He said, uh, we the people. We. You got one there. <laughs> just, just the first word. <laughs> I mean, let's go through it, see if you're wrong. Oh, you are. That's what's baffling to me. To just, well, you know, yeah. to be fair, we know what he means. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's wrong still. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's the last one, I better vote then. That's uh, going to be the last one I can do. I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, when you have Trump denies he lost. Yeah. Uh, and then they have the January 6th, uh, you know. Reboot. Reboot. Part two. Um, when that happens, I'm still totally okay with everything. When it becomes years later, people are still going, uh, Biden didn't win. Oh, so you are talking about the past. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about like this next election. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. No, no. You're talking about the past, the actual yeah. events that happened. No. All the way up to January 6th, you still understand what everyone's doing. Yeah, I understand it completely. But then you kind of got to go, yeah, well, yeah, I... I Especially because the amount of different people that investigated each issue in different ways, like the amount of resources it takes for that to be a conspiracy is crazy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's impossible. Yeah. And it's all, you know what I think? It, I think that part of the reason is that uh, when I was on Celebrity Apprentice yeah. uh, and Obama was running for president, Trace Atkins, Stephen Baldwin... And uh, the guy that was the motorcycle shop guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The three of them said, um, well, there's no doubt that Obama loses. And I said, well, the polls say Obama is probably going to win. They said, I don't know one person who's voting for Obama. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I believe that my parents in every election knew someone who was voting for someone they weren't voting for. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your dad had, growing up, had people that he knew that were voting for every candidate, right? Yeah. That he interacted with. Yeah. So when there was a, I believe those Trump supporters that say this has to be wrong because I don't know anyone who voted for Biden, I believe they're telling the truth. And that's where. And that's what's fucked. Yeah. I think, I think in a, in a, in a very, like localized way, 
that like we like in part of part of it is like we don't go to church and that kind of stuff but like the lockdown really proved speak for yourself that uh you know like i have uh trump voting neighbors mm-hmm. and we talk to each other just fine mm-hmm. if we were to talk to each other on facebook we'd probably hate each other yeah yeah it's also that's that's also a big point that's a good point yeah. you know and it's like we just don't get out in person and talk to each other anymore mm-hmm. and i really think like when you look at those old uh, whatever Elks Lodges and all those things like that that seem so crazy to us. Good hats. Good hats, right? You need good hats. I bowling. really, I want my kids to start their own lodges or something. Like I need them to have, I want them to start their own hangs. You know what the name of the, moose is taken, lion's <laughs> taken, but you know what's wide open? What? Horn pouts. <laughs> they could be the horn pouts. They could be a horn And they could be a, a service organization yeah. of all different kinds of people that got together. We're the horn pouts. Yeah. And this is what we do for our community. Yeah. We get to know each other. He's a horn pout brother. He's he's part of my school. <laughs> the horn pout school we all go to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a couple, uh, we have several people in the horn pout school that I was there that, uh, that have changed their genders. We have several people who are gay. We have several people who are pro-abortion, some that are anti-abortion. Yeah. But we all get together at the Hornpout School, and we, we raise money for different charities. Yeah. That's what we're doing, the Hornpouts. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I think we need stuff like that. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think maybe Hornpout isn't the best name. But that, <laughs> that's not important. It's just, that, it's was, <laughs> that was Ben Sunday School. It's on the board. It's on the board. <laughs> it's on the board. cross off. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Touch a cha. You become naked like a horn pop. Yeah. I'm off to get a haircut now at a barber shop. Oh, there you go. And a shave. I get a shave and a haircut at a barber shop now. I did that last time. I'm going to do it again. For the photo shoot tomorrow, I'll have a straight razor shave. Classic. You know we love you. You know we love you. Hey, Matt Dodley. Yes. You got anybody to thank? Sure do. The people who are loyal members of the congregation, Spencer Blair, Eileen Hunter, Samuel Stewart, artisanalsudoku.substack.com. The guy that became a member because he rolled double sixes. Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Average Seal. Ben Price, Shane Farah, Matt Williams, plus $110 boner office, Soapy Fresh, Dan Griffith, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., NewRuleFX.com, Eric M. Ryan, Christopher Tehachapi Luke McKinney, Gary Cornley, Danny Haygudo, does this smell like chloroform to you, Ruse? Does this rag smell like chloroform to you, Ruse? Matthew O'Sullivan, Betsy Batter, and Little Mandar. Thank you so much.